let's worship him today. Let's glorify his name now in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Holy Spirit, may you reign in this place. May you go before us, Lord. As we open your word, may you reveal to us the things that you would have said. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Sing Gospel. That was amazing. What a blessing. Thank you so much. You may take your seats. Well, good morning. We are week six, uh, 40 days in the Word, which is um, awesome to have been a part of that. And I've loved um, the fact that as we've been opening the Word every day, um, being able to open that, be on the same page as I'm reading the Bible, knowing that there's several hundred other people reading this same Scripture today. And that has just been um, really powerful as I've been reading that and God's sharing things with me as to the things that I need to do and what, what is applying to my life. That, that also looks so different for each one of us as we open it up and we read God's Word. And I love that He and only He can do that uniquely in each one of us. And this, this week we're looking at integrating God's Word in my life. So how do we now do integrate what we've been learning into our life? And this week, um, as we look at integrating God's Word, we'd love to start with what isn't integrating God's Word, and that is segregation and separate. So as we look at our lives and look at who we are and where we go each day, there's several different things that we'll be doing in a week that um, it causes us to be in different places. And it may be work, it may be school, it may be home, it will be church, it will be work, um, sports games. It'll be all different things that we um, as a person will do. And what does it look like for us in each one of those places that we walk into? What does it look like for us and our character in work? What does it look like for us when we walk into this building in church? What does it look like for us when we're going to a sports game? Does our competitive nature come out in a terrible way? What does that look like? had an experience of that this week, not me, myself, but somebody. And there was a big fight that happened on the game. And I'm like, oh, no, what do I do as a team player? Do I have to join in and fight with them? Well, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. So what does it look like? For us to integrate God's word into our life as a whole, what does that look like? And the word integrity comes out of the word integrate. And as we look at integrity and we look at how we're going to act in all those different areas in our life, is that going to be consistent? Is it going to be the same across all those places we walk into? And as we look at that, we look at the integrity that comes, that as we look and walk into all these different situations, that we as a whole, we're the same, we're consistent, we're moving in that same place. And um, I believe that even as we start, even this morning, that it comes from a place, if we're going to be a man, a woman of God, it comes from a place of desire. What is our pulse? If we were to check our pulse now, are we flatlining with the desire to be a man or a woman of God? Is our hearts racing that, yes, I love and it compels me to get into the Word of God. And I love that um, the 40 days in the Word promo, I've actually got it as my ringtone now on my phone because there's something about the start of how steve has done that 40 days in the Word that it just compels me deep within to like, I want to get into the Word. It's just such a great song. But what is it 
that is drawing us to God? Is it, is it coming out of a place of desire? Is it coming out of a place of obligation, tradition? This is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm out of guilt. I'm just reading this word. I would love for us um, to start off this morning to, if anyone would love to um, be prayed for, because I know myself I need a prayer in this as well, is that God would just deposit it in us through his Holy Spirit, a desire that will come from a place of just longing to be with God, a place of wanting to open up his word and God, what do you have to say to me today? Through your Holy Spirit revealing to me, what is it that you would need to say to me today? And if that's you, and if you would love to um, also join with me in this prayer, I'd love for you to stand. If you've got your Bible, you can even hold that as well. Um, and you can stand. I'm going to pray for us as we start that the desire for God's word would be deep in us. Because as God's word is deep in us, we become men and women of God's word. Because what's in here shows in us. So um, if that's you, if you'd like me to pray for you, stand on your feet. We'll do that now. Heavenly Father, I love that you see each heart here. Individually, unique, you know where they're at. And I pray, Lord, for myself, for all of us, that your desire, our desire for your word, Lord, would go deep. That, Lord, that um, we would have a desire to be able to get into the Word of God, a desire that comes from deep within out of this loving relationship with you, Lord Jesus, to be able to be opening your Word, to be able to read that Word, to be able to apply it to our lives, not out of obligation or ticking a box, Lord, but just out of this deep place of longing to want more of you, a longing and a hunger, Lord, for more of what you have for each one of us. Jesus, I pray that in this moment, that by your Holy Spirit, that you would reign in our lives, that you would place a deep desire in our lives to be men and women of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seats. This morning as we start off, whoever's been doing the memory verses and being able to memorise them, you're way ahead of the game because today we're going to go on integrating God's word in our life based on those six memory verses. So if, you're able, if you were able to be able to memorise them, you're way ahead of us and good on you. I'm not great at the memory thing. Um, I've got confession there, confession. But um, this morning as we do that, we're going to look at those six memory verses and look at each point on how do we then keep on keeping on in the Word of God. So the first point is build on it. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. That's in Matthew 7.24. If we're going to be people that are able to stand strong, against the things that will come our way. Just because we're Christians, we aren't exempt from the trials and temptations and the things that will come at us. But if we're built on the Word of God, our foundation is going to be strong. That the structure that is able to be built on that foundation is a big and mighty structure as we um, are able to base it on the Word of God, that we, are, we stand strong because trials will come, temptations will come. 
And things will be faced at us where we are able to stand and face those and be able to um, stand strong on that word of God. And I'm thinking that um, as, we, as we walk our walk, considering how do, we, how do we walk standing strong? Because let's face it, there's many things TV will show us, the world will show us, friends would show us that don't line up with what the Bible will say to us. But then how do we stand strong in what God is calling us to? And that is by building on the word of God. It is by knowing what it says and standing strong on that foundation. Number two, feed on it. In Colossians 3.16 it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you. Let it move in you. Let it inhabit you. Let it be the word that is taking up residence in you. It is profound. It is rich. It is strong within you. That is able to um, be fed for your spiritual life. That for each one of us, we know that we've got to eat food to stay strong with our physical bodies. But for our spiritual life, what does that look like? Are we feeding that? Is that a strong spiritual sense in our lives because we've been feeding on the word? Because um, as we feed on that word, that, that spiritual food, because temptations, as we said, it will come our way. But we're going to have the strength to be able to face those things. We're going to have the strength to be able to um, combat what will want to throw us off that track with what God is calling us to. The Bible describes um, spiritual food in the Bible in different ways. It calls it the water. It calls it the milk. It calls it the bread, the meat of spiritual life. And we're going to need that to sustain us. We're going to need that to be able to um, keep us strong in our spiritual life. Sometimes we can tend to overlook the spiritual side of life. Um, as food, we don't tend to forget that, do we? We don't tend to forget to feed our body. Especially when we're feeling emotional women, we get that chocolate out. We don't tend to forget that. But if we're really busy, do we tend to pick up the Bible and feed ourselves in that? Are we feeding ourselves on the things of the word that is able to keep our spiritual life strong? So we need to feed on that. Feed on it. Keep feeding on it. If you're busy, feed on it more. You need it more. Um, be able to do that. But what I do want to show you is just a picture here of what it can look like as the word dwells in you richly. I have a cup of water here and that's um, representing your soul. And I have a tea bag here that represents the scripture. And as we dip it in there, um, you may read a, a chapter, you may read the whole Bible, you may read a verse of the scripture, whatever it may be. But if you receive it with your ears, it's like dipping this tea bag in once. And it doesn't make that much of an effect really to the water because it's just dipped in there once. If we're purely just listening to the word, it isn't going to do a lot to, that, to change that water. But if we go back to the word 
if we read it, as we've been talking about over these past weeks, how do we look at that in context? How do we read the word and put ourselves into it? How do we dig deeper by um, getting a dictionary, concordances and things like that? How do we um, look at the word purely more than just reading it? but begin to research it over connect groups. Some people have joined that. And I love being a part of these connect groups and hearing how different people get different things out of that same scripture. And you'll be able to dialogue and chat amongst yourselves about what is the scripture saying to you and bounce off others. We're able to paraphrase it and, and just go over it over it again to be able to get that word into us emphasizing words different ways to be able to like what is that saying to me how do I wrestle with this scripture it then starts going down deep it then starts dwelling within you doesn't it just as this is this tea is now the water is taking on the aroma the character the flavor of the tea so does the scripture start dwelling in us it starts dwelling in us. It starts changing what's happening on the inside. That scripture is going to transform from the inside out as we start living, um, going in there, dwelling in there, researching it, wrestling with it. It's doing something on, that, on the inside of us. Number three, we live by it. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is not only food for your soul, it's the standard of living. That everything that we face in life, there's some sort of measure we're going to measure that by. Are you measuring it by the word of God, that you live by this word? Or are you measuring it by that local, um, that current TV show that might be on? Are you basing it on people's opinions? What are you basing what you set your standards for living on? As we set it on the word of God, it, it's like a compass that will, it will keep us moving in the direction of where God is calling us to be. For each one of us looks very different off what will um, shape us and guide us and how that speaks to us. But as we all live by the word of God, we're living by a standard by which God is saying is truth, is good, it's trustworthy. That as we live by it, that our, our values and our views on life are all shaped by what we read. Back to this tea. I want to bring us back here that, as you see for these last few minutes of speaking, the tea... Has, um, has absorbed the colour and the flavour and that aroma off, off the tea. But something else has happened to this water, hasn't it? It's taken on a whole new identity. It isn't any longer a glass of water, is it? We now have this, is now the, got this new identity that it is a cup of tea. It is no longer a cup of water anymore. Same applies, that as we put Christ in our life, as we live off the word of God, we are all new identities in Christ. That the labels that may have been put on you, the people that say you're such and such or whatever, do not exist anymore because the truth of God is in your life. 
that the person that who I am today is not the person that I'm looking at 10 years ago. It's because I've been shaped by the Word of God. I'm a new identity in the Word of God. That who I'll be in 10 years' time is not going to be who I am standing here today if I keep on letting this Bible transform my life. So as we're looking at our new identity, if people have named you or shamed you or whatever, Christ has a new thing for you. He has your new identity. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you've done. That the identity that you have in Christ's eyes is just completely different to what the world would call us. That you're a son, that you're a daughter of the Most High King. That he calls and he breathes life into us. That as we read the word and as we, as we allow that to um, be a part of us, is that he, he calls us out of who we were. He shapes us, he moulds us, and he, he calls us, here you go, this is who you are for now. And But it's continually growing, it's continually changing that as we stay in the word. Number four is we grow through it. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Psalm 119 verse 18. There are a lot of wonderful things in the Bible if we allow our eyes and our hearts to always stay open. We'll always um, have opinions and um, mindsets of our own that may cause our heart to be closed and locked down to what God would want to say to us. But to allow our eyes to be open, that we would see the wonderful things that God has for us in his word. If I'm ever going to grow and become a woman of the God, I need to allow myself to always stay open, always be um, moldable and adaptable to what God will say because there will be certain things where I have an opinion on where I do not want the Bible to shape me in. If I have a relationship, relationship that isn't lining up to what the Word of God says and I'm closed off to that, I'm never going to hear what the Word of God's saying. So we have to be open to be able to just receive what God's saying. We're not always going to like it. <laughs> Flip, it's sometimes hard. But it's always the best way for us moving forward. So to be, have open hearts, to be able to be, have willing mind, to say, God, I am willing to learn. I am teachable. I am humble. I don't think I know it all. So God, teach me through what you have is the heart of how we, how we start to open and read the word, is how we should be. Open hearts, open eyes, open mind, to be able to receive what God would say. Number five. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says, James 1.22. This one's a bit tough sometimes, right? I read it go, ouch. What? Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Sometimes it's quick and easy just to say, yep, I read that, got it, done, move on. Two seconds later, you're like, what have I just read? I don't know what I've just read. Um, guilty of doing that at times. But it's saying, don't just read it and leave it. How is that going to be a part of who I am? Obedience should always be the bottom line of when we're reading the word. Having a heart to be obedient to what it's saying to us and being able to act upon it. And I know for many 
years in my life and reading the Bible, it was just God depositing love. It was depositing love on my life to be able to get me out of the insecurities. And so he deposits the things that are tough for us to hear sometimes, but he also deposits so much good in our life to be able for us to move past where we're at. The word is like a mirror that reveals to us the very thoughts of our heart. We don't know often even what's in there, but the word of God reveals that to us. And it's up to us where it shows us our ugly, self-centred selves and the lust that's in there, the, the different things that are there that God will reveal to us as a mirror that out of his love and grace and kindness reveals it to us like, let it go or do this or whatever the instruction might be for each one of us, that we would let that go to be able to have the best that God has for us past that point. So hearing the word without doing it is the default mode of our fallen hearts. That we'll always default to be like, oh, it's just easy and comfortable to stay where I am and I'm going to stay here and this is easy. But rather to be able to be uh, able to act on that and move in that. Adam and Eve, when God confronted them, were so quick to blame and dodge the the responsibility of their sins. But we've got to be doers of the word We've got to give more than just that passing attention to what it says, but deliberate focus and sometimes hard work to be able to apply that to our lives and act on it. And finally, there's one last thing. Number six is trust in it. I build on it, I feed on it, I live in it, live by it, I grow through it, I act on it, and then I live it out by trusting in it. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Are you ever in the dark? Do you ever feel like, I don't know where I'm at in this situation. My job situation has changed. I don't know where I'm at with my family. They're all falling apart. I don't know what's going to happen in these situations that I'm facing. Where do I go? Do I go to college? Do I get a job? Wherever it is, I am just confused. I don't know where I am. The word of God says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. As we pick it up, as we read it, as we trust in it, that you might be in the dark here and it might be just a spotlight in front of you for that next step and then that next step and then that next step. But as we're in the word, as we're allowing that word to be the light in our situations that we're facing, it allows to bring light into that, that we're not locked in the dark or locked out, but rather that his word will shed light on what your situation is. And as we start reading that, as we start dwelling in it, as we start doing the things that we've spoken about this morning, and the Lord says that he is trustworthy, that that the things in this Bible are the things that we say is the truth, and we are able to trust on those things. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. As we finish up this morning, I would love to um, just put out the challenge of where are we at? As we move forward, we have um, 
to have these 40 days in the Word where we, for many of us, either have started in 40 days of the Word and it's like the first time where I've actually picked up a Bible and I'm starting to read this and that's great. And then there's others that are able to have done that every day, which is also awesome. And there's everything in between. But as we've had these 40 days of intentionally trying to be in, in the Word every day, we have formed great habits, great places where we've been able to put those into the time slots of our days, however that's suited. But as we finish this up today, it's just encouragement to you to keep on keeping on. That 40 days in the Word hasn't stopped and we stopped reading the Bible, but rather we just to set us up well to be able to keep on going, to be able to keep on in the Word, to be able to keep on allowing that to speak to you, to allow you to grow into the maturity that Christ is calling us to be, that we become more and more mature in Christ as we read it, dwell on it, apply it to our lives. And also, if you've been, if you started as a connect, in a connect group this time throughout the 40, word, 40 days in the Word, that I can encourage you, like maybe that's something you want to keep it going. Pastor Phil and myself are here. Maybe it's not the group that you want to be a part of, but we will be able to find someone, some other group for you. Um, but if that's something, I encourage you to keep at it because to be in community, to be able to share the Word of God with one another is a powerful thing. So I encourage you to keep in that if you feel that you've been enjoying that and that's been a valuable thing for you. So can I pray for us as we finish up? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that through your word it calms our fears. That, Lord, that through your word that as we're speaking about how do we have an integrated life, Lord, integrity throughout our whole life all the different parts and aspects of who we are that Lord Jesus I pray that as we live out in integrating the word in our life I pray that by your spirit that you would continually reveal to us the truth from your word and Lord that we would have the courage would have the obedience Lord to be able to apply those things to our life we love you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for the truth that you've given us and that we freely are able to read your word any time of the day. In Jesus' name, I do thank you. Amen.